President Joe Biden makes an appearance in West Columbia yesterday. He did. Touting, apparently, touting his Infrastructure and Chips Act and other things. Kamala Harris explains to us what the definition of culture is. Sandy from the Bronx wants to completely reorganize the federal government. Is she a shark or a jet? We'll find out. If you're a jet, you're a jet all the way. And a California lawmaker says that God or Jesus or whoever whoever didn't say anything about marriage hmm. being between a man and Red a woman. letters. All of that today on the Palmetto Family Matters Show. And welcome into a jam-packed Friday edition of the fastest-growing and strongest conservative talk show in the state of South Carolina, the Palmetto Family Matters Show. Justin Hall and Mitch Prosser here with you. It is Friday, July 7th, the year of our Lord, 2023. Dang. It is 9.55 a.m. at the time of this recording. Glad you're joining us. A lot to get to. President Biden was in town yesterday talking about Bidenomics. What, yeah. What are They're trying to sell that train Bidenomics. <laughs> They're trying to sell the presidential train? They're trying. Does he still believe we have a presidential train? Yes. Uh, actually, it turns out he wrote on the one that carried Lincoln's body. Um, not the point. <laughs> Sorry. They're, they're, I'm going to hijack this, this sucker. This is annoying. Okay. Well, there's a whole book about that possibly happening. Anyways. Here's, here's what President Biden said from <clears throat> at POTUS on Twitter on July the 5th. Under under trickle-down economics, which, by the way, trickle-down economics, not really a thing. We continue. Public investment declined, and industries that America invented started to move overseas. When did they start to move overseas, Joe? Well, I would, yeah, outsource. Not anymore. Here, here. Here's the definition of Bidenomics, folks. Bidenomics means industries of the future are going to grow right here at home. The future? What? What does that even... Binomics... Okay. When you say the term binomics, it should outline an economic strategy of your presidency. Reaganomics outlined what he was doing with the economy. All that trickle down. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Clintonomics was another thing. Mm -hmm. Obamanomics was we're just going <laughs> to spend money on everything under the sun we Light want to. on fire. Uh Bidenomics means industries of the future are going to grow right here at home. I don't know what that means. He's going to keep jobs made in America, I guess is what he's saying. I don't, I don't really understand. Now, that sounds good, but it's not working. Are you only allowed to say such and such president's name, anomics, if their last name ends with an N? I just said Obamanomics. Obamanomics. That's Obamanomics. It. Reaganomics. Like Obamanomics. Bushanomics. Okay, Bushonomics. Didn't really I've work. Never, never Carter Carteronomics, Carter which nope. are probably very similar to Bidenomics. Yeah. Crash. Lyndon Johnsonomics. Lyndon Johnsonomics. Johnsonomics. Whoa, that's a lot. Kennedyomics. Right. Yeah, you can't yeah, do it with all, all right. of them. Okay, so then he goes on. He did appear. We're, we're going to get to some clips here in a second. Our investing in America plan is working. Did you know that, Mitch? <laughs> the plan's working. The plan is working. We've got a plan. And one of the things I'm proudest of is that it's working everywhere. Well, if your definition of working is ruining everything, then yes, it's working everywhere. All right. Not just on the coasts or in the big cities, <laughs> but in rural America. Like? Like West Columbia, <laughs> South Carolina, in the heartland, and in communities that have been hollowed out. Has, has West, does West Columbia, South Carolina fit into that any of those? That giant cone. 
in Triangle it City. It did melt yesterday. It is, is hollow. It did melt. And it, it did melt. It, I mean, it's hotter than... It was National Fried Chicken Day yesterday. It was. Ooh. We, we our Ooh. Bible study group did take a pilgrimage. Uh, two, so someone two. took a pilgrimage for us and then brought the food I'm going to say it. Two Zesto? Yes. Yes. And Good it deal. was delicious. So that's that's the one key thing. I mean, West Columbia is known for is, yeah. is Zesto of West Columbia and under the giant cone in Triangle City. Mm-hmm. Sorry, Pete didn't pay for an ad. Um, the point is, President Biden comes to West Columbia, stands in front of an American flag with had- 250 of his closest friends. A massive rally. I mean, the guy who got 81 million votes, it only makes sense that only 250 people show up in the state that propelled him to the presidency. You're not joking. There were only 250 people there? Yes. Well, I mean, they probably selected people. No, I'd I'd imagine many of those were actually on the clock at the Flex plant that he was speaking at. (laughs) Could you keep it down? I'm trying to work over here. (laughs) It doesn't take much. He'll just start whispering. Come on. So So President Biden appears at this manufacturer in West Columbia, they deal in, in, in high-grade technologies mm-hmm. and electronics, mm-hmm. and, and he speaks sort of, kind of. Here's a clip for you. It's President Biden talking about the deficit. Wherever he goes, he touts the deficit. And this is what he had to say about the deficit here in West Columbia yesterday. By the way, parenthetically, I want you to hear about the deficit. Fact check that that is not real. One point seven trillion dollars in less than two years, and no one's ever done that, including President Biden. Correct. He's correct, and no one's ever done that before. <laughs> it includes him. Uh, the deficit has not been cut. That is a make believe number. It is not true. Explain to me. Just, just, I just want to know how you can give billions and billions and billions of dollars to one country that's fighting a war against another country and spend massive amounts of dollars on your bipartisan infrastructure plan, which is just the Green New Deal repackaged, and squishy Republicans went for it. How do you spend all that money and yet cut the deficit? Well, I mean, because, like, um... Bidenomics. Yeah. And then and then my favorite moment yesterday, President Biden had a little trouble. This is Biden v. Teleprompter round 762, and like every other round ever, it goes to the teleprompter. Restore some pride. It matters. The lithium power components like our, like, the, we, like it's going to be taking, being made in redwood minerals, excuse me, redwood materials. Mayor Charles, the company's making the largest investment the state of the history of the state. Here in Charleston? I mean, he's within proximity of Charleston. He's 100 miles away from Charleston. But that's closer than D.C. <laughs> cut, cut, the, cut the patient some slack. I apologize. The fact is, the man is staring at the words. He's staring at the words. They're on the screen in front of him. And he can't read them. And then he doesn't know where he is. Well, I mean, I'm not making fun of him. This is sad. For those, the leader of the free world cannot read. For those outside of the state of South Carolina, Charleston is Columbia is Greenville is Barnwell is, and we're President Biden has no idea. President Biden has no idea where Barnwell is. (laughs) None. How about Bamberg? Does anywhere Bamberg is? No, not a chance. 
Corinne Jean-Pierre, the historical figure that is Corinne Jean-Pierre. I mean, she's um, made history. She's made history as an affirmative action hire. <laughs> because she's, not only is she a woman, but she's African-American and she's gay. So naturally, she's great at her job. That's the reason Pete Buttigieg is the Secretary of Transportation. Corinne Jean-Pierre from the podium in the White House press briefing room. We've been talking about Bidenomics since last week and how it's delivering. Well, just because you're talking about it doesn't make it true. I can talk about the man on the moon and the moon being made of cheese. Doesn't make it true. On average, middle-class households in America, which I would regard myself as a middle-class household. I think you would regard yourself as a middle-class household. Middle-class American households have lost over $33,000 in real wealth just in the last year. You have lost Mm $33,000. Why? Not because your paycheck's gotten smaller. In fact, you might have gotten a raise. Well, in fact, the jobs report that came out this morning, yeah. uh, seven seven twenty three. Um, if you're if you're familiar with, uh, the, there are usually two jobs reports that come out. There's a private job report and there's a public job report. The private job report that came out yesterday from ADP, which is a um, payroll um, and HR uh, yep. private firm, mm-hmm. said that the mm-hmm. economy uh, or or that almost five hundred thousand jobs have been added to the economy between May and June. And a lot of people jumped up and down and screamed and said, praise the Biden, because that was amazing and almost twice as many jobs as we thought. Now, the federal job report came out this morning from um, Bureau of Labor uh, Statistics came out, and it said that around 204,000 jobs had, uh, which was slightly underwhelming compared to yesterday's report and the predictive analysis of how many jobs had been added. And of those 200,000-plus jobs, many of them were public sector jobs, not private sector jobs. And it was said that the economy is still in a recovery mode. And here's, here's honestly, I think the most concerning, concerning part of all this is that wage stagnation is becoming very real and the average wage increase is only at about 4%, which for those of you that have gotten a raise in the last couple of months, awesome, proud of you, you're doing a great job. However, for the other 96% of Americans who actually have a job, want a job, or working a job, see uh, hiring now hiring signs everywhere, um, their wages are stagnating and the price of goods continues to rise, which is the... Uh, and the economy itself is is tanking. That is the definition of stagflation, where wages right. stagnate, inflation continues to rise, and middle class Americans thirty three thousand dollars lost lost wealth over the last year. Mm-hmm. That's where you, because I know you're middle class America. If you're a millionaire, uh, we'll talk to you well, more at the end of this about investment. Yes, we will. Um, that's where. Middle-class Americans are just like, I, I don't know, you know, how do we make these dollars stretch, and how do we make these two ends meet? And what we're going to see is we're seeing the Fed unwilling to raise interest rates yet. They, they probably need to. They will. But they will, but they're going to wait a little bit because what that's going to do is that's going to signal to everyone that the economy is not improving mm-hmm. and that inflation continues to rise. But, but, hey, we're building from the bottom up and the middle out. It's not trickle down. And Bidenomics is working. We're cutting the deficit. We've got jobs for the future. We're spending we're spending we're spending more money on the things that matter, like bridges and tunnels and and yeah, and building a train track from from here to Indonesia. 
truly the bridge to If it wasn't for the vice president, the president would be the smartest man in the room. Wait, we have a vice president? We do have a vice president. What's his name? No, her name. Oh, her? Her name. totally. How dare you misgender her? (laughs) Her name is Kamala. Well, Kamala, Kamala, whatever. Doesn't matter. Uh, She was speaking. She was speaking (laughs) yesterday or a couple days ago, maybe. I don't know. I don't keep up with her. She was speaking at some event where I don't know where it was. I know it was in Louisiana. I think in New Orleans. In the home of Senator John Kennedy. Did you hear what John Kennedy said the other day? He said that the, uh, the managerial state of our government is involved in a cover-up more deep than a... Never mind. I'll have to tell you off camera. Uh, it's hilarious. Google that uh, I'll, I'll show it to you later. <clears throat> but yes, speaking in New Orleans at some event with Sonny Hostin as one of the uh, moderators, dear God help us, um, the eloquent Sonny Asuncion, uh, who's not a racist at all. Uh, so they were talking, and they asked her about culture. 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 Now, typically, I only talk about culture in regards to college football. Culture over climate. And, okay. and crazy sunglasses and dancing. Look, here's looking at you, Mark Stoops. Is that where they and, build slides in their football facilities? Yeah, that's culture. And, you know, that's have culture. A practice hill to run yes, down. Yes, yes. Okay. Uh, recording studios in your football ops facilities, yeah. barbershops, etc. But Kamala has a different definition for culture. He hasn't seen this clip yet. I have, and I've laughed at it many, many a time over the last 24 to 48 hours. Am I, do I need ranch dressing for this word salad? <laughs> yes! No, if you want to really spice... No, you don't need Christian Gillibrand. You need something like maybe a, maybe a French. It's New Orleans. French? It's Cringe New Orleans. Jean-Pierre. So here's, here's Cajun Kamala. dressing. Here it comes. Here's the ever-intelligent vice president of these United States of America, Kamala Harris, on culture. Well, I think culture is, it, it is a reflection of our moment and our time, right? And, and, and present culture is the way we express how we're feeling about the moment. And, and we should always find times to express how we feel about the moment. That is a reflection of joy because, you know, it comes in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> We have to find ways to also express the way we feel about the moment in terms of just having language and, and, and a connection to how people are experiencing life. And I think about it in that way, too. I love how she begins that statement by looking as if I, I was driving home after dark last night and there was a, uh, a doe, a deer, a female deer um, on the side of the road. I didn't see it. Until I was almost on it, Ooh, and I looked over, and my, your car. my headlight caught the side of it, and those big, beautiful eyes just stared into my headlights. That's what I see there. When she, How would you define the culture? How would you define culture? Uh, and then you could see that look off into space, like, where do I pull this down from? Like, <laughs> She's looking into space. She pulled it from such... space? I thought she pulled it from... Space. <laughs> Like joy and such, and it's a reflection it of our col- of our moment in time. Morning, and we should find times to talk about the things we need to talk about. <laughs> and she consistently sounds like the sixth grader who's having to give an oral report on Catcher in the Rye, who didn't, but didn't know. read Catcher in the Rye. <laughs> By the way, if you're in sixth grade reading Catcher in the Rye, impressive. The bigger the, There's I can't a, believe I'm I saying. Mean, this. Is that a story about baseball? 
Yes. Okay. Yes, the catcher was deep into the rye field. Um, it, that's based on Field of Dreams. Oh, uh, okay. so that's corn. Here's the problem. Well, there's a lot of problems with this. <laughs> here's the problem. Here's here's the issue. Number one, she never knows. You know that Michael Scott quote from The Office where he's sometimes I start a conversation and I really don't know where I'm going to go with it. It's like an improv conversation, an improverization. She's a mixture of Michael Scott and Veep. And she's speaking to friendly audiences here. This is a friendly audience. This is friendly moderators. And by the way, how disingenuous of these... Did you see the... Did you see, Mm. Uh, yeah, mm. so yes. insightful. How how enlightening. How how true that is. She was a terrible attorney general of of California. She was a terrible senator who is only known for one thing, and that is accusing Brett Kavanaugh of being a gang rapist. And somehow she becomes vice president of the United States on the coattails of a man who campaigned in his basement. Oh, we did it, Joe. And now she's vice president. She's one feeble heartbeat away from the presidency of the United States, and that scares the bejesus out of the Democrats as much as it does Republicans. And this is what she says. She's a great insurance policy for the president. She has no clue about anything. So, but two things I've noticed from the clip that are kind of <laughs> inconsequential only but two? are fascinating. Notice how we are still social distancing. I, unless they're trying to fill a massive stage. They're trying stage. to fill a massive stage. That's all that I is. I mean, you've got one moderator here, another one over there, and then the vice president like out in Timbuktu or yeah. yonder. Um, she couldn't spell yonder. Yeah. Uh, Anyway, uh, and then, as you pointed out, yeah. the the moderator just, yeah, yeah. Now I don't know if yes, that's dear leader. feigning, feigning approval or no, they believe this crap. Uh, well, there's that. Uh, <laughs> they think she's. You're smart. getting it here today. They think uh, she's smart. I and that's you're right. I when I was in I. Think the eighth grade Machiavelli, <laughs> Machiavelli, the Prince, and yeah. I didn't. I didn't read the book. You didn't even read Spark Notes, and, and no, not even close. And we had a debate over the book. Oh god! And I just started making stuff up. And my teacher, <laughs> my teacher was like, "How insightful!" You know, I had read the table of contents, Ooh. so I kind of knew. You get a rough like, idea. Did you read the back of the book? Uh, yeah, a little bit. I mean, Man. I can still see that book. You know, mm. and. And one of the students in the class had the nerve to call me out. Like, you didn't read the book, did you? And I'm like, mm. right. honor code, man. Keep your mouth shut. Yeah, right. And I was honor code for this right here. It's, I was like honest, like verbally honest. Yeah, you're right. I didn't read the book. Well, Kamala is known to not read the briefings. Well, so. I think she's intellectually dishonest here. Um, she, she hasn't. She hasn't read the book. A lot of different books. Here's here's my a opinion. Book. I'm just going to be honest with you. I'm just gonna pull the veil back right here. Here's how I think this is going all going to go. If if this president runs against the former president in November of 2024, oh dear, I believe the chances are very good that this current president wins again. Yes. If that happens, I believe they invoke 25th Amendment shortly after he reassumes office in January of 2025. Invoke 25th. She becomes president. She can appoint her vice president. There's a governor in California who would be vice president 
at her appointment, and then she doesn't run for presidency in 28 because why would she? He runs for president in 28, and then we get eight years of Gavin Newsom if we're not careful. And 16 this years is, of craziness. This is the real. This is the reason why it's important for you to get involved. I'm not saying that's going to happen. I'm not a prophet, nor am I the son of a prophet. However, he did stay at a Holiday Inn Express. That I, I at least once. There's one more clip from Kamala. You ever hear this? You know what? Not even gonna. You're gonna get this cold too. Here's here's Kamala talking about something, and yeah, we're gonna play a game called "What Is Kamala Talking About?" Ooh, I'll create new bumper music. And I would also ask this of all the friends in the sisterhood here. You know that that thing about the frogs in the pots? Okay, so here it goes. There's two pots of water, and there's two frogs. In one pot of water, you put the frog in and you slowly turn up the heat. And that frog's kind of like, oh, it's getting kind of warm in here. And then the heat keeps going up to boiling and that frog perishes. In the other pot, you turn up the heat up on high, get that water boiling, you put the frog in it, he's going to jump out. Let's not be that first frog. Let's not be that first frog. No. Who exactly is the frog? I get exactly like the the analogy. I love how she's still teaching in the moment. Like, let me tell you a story you've never heard. My mom used to tell me stuff about coconuts. It's about coke, coke, coke. Well, not just coconuts. Oh, cocaine. Okay, anyway, there's plenty of that in the White House. Um, odds favorite, odds on favorite, Hunter Biden. Anyway, uh, Cocaine, White House, Biden. Just Google it. I think I know where it's going. That's that's it on that. Um, is it? They're two frogs. Okay. Uh, and one of them's in one pot, and one's in the other pot. One thing leads to another, and they're both dead. <laughs> well, no, the one jumps out. Oh. Here's the thing. Get- Here's the thing. We, and I'm gonna I'm in Kamala's shoes now. Shoes I would never want to wear. They're they're probably a little bit smaller than what you probably a little too tiny for me. Tiny, tiny shoes. Tiny shoes. I don't have tiny feet. They're easy to feel. So so we, she's saying that we progressives, liberals, leftists, don't want to be the frog in the one pot where the heat slowly gets turned up. I'm sorry. In this United States of America, in the year of our Lord 2023, who's the frog? Because last time I checked, you're advocating for the killing of the unborn, you're advocating for child mutilation, you're advocating for a mass, mass entrance at the southern border of folks who are not coming here legally and some of them do not have the best of plans human trafficking is an all-time high there are more slaves right now than there were when slavery was legal and the majority of those are children and the hub of human trafficking and the child sex slave trade is here in the united states of america you're ignoring those problems but you're going to tell me that we don't need to be the frog that has the heat slowly turned up on it? Answer, we're the frog and you're turning up the heat. Sorry, had to teach you for a well, second. And you're also using free freedom of speech. Which, which apparently is wrong. Cut that out. And um, you're probably going to go to church on Sunday and you may even walk out your faith um, during the week. You can you can be faith. You, you, can have a, you can have faith in church, but don't live out your faith. Uh, yeah, I think they're coming for the worship house now. Um, I, I, th- I think that... Um, if you are uh, 
not even like socially conservative, but even fiscally conservative and believe yeah, in you, a free market. Why are you believing in a free um, market? Cut that out. Um, because socialism will finally work this time. Yeah, finally. it hasn't worked before, but it'll Ever. work this time. Guaranteed. But American, I mean, we we we've we made everything work. Well, we've dabbled in socialism for a while. Um, speaking of stimulus checks, um. Oh, we had two different ones there. I like that. We both said dabbled in socialism, yeah. and, and you gave an example, and I gave an yeah, example. It's, it's that was good. good. We're we're good like that. Um, so I, you know, the the frog in the pot. I I prefer to be, um, you know, the one at the table. Can you just fry the frog leg? Mm. Tastes like chicken. Yeah. So so Kamala, yeah. ever the teacher. By the way, this White House, this administration loves holding a, a handheld microphone. Find it fascinating. Well, you got to find something to do with your hands. <laughs> I find it fascinating. I don't really <laughs> well, even know what to do with people, my hands. Plenty of people. Never mind. I'm not going to make a cocaine joke. The Supreme Court last. I hear the it last makes fireworks weeks. way more better. <laughs> well, it certainly speeds them up. Um, so the Supreme Court has issued several. It also helps you forget about that seventh granddaughter. Um, so Ouch. the 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 Supreme Court has issued several decisions over the last couple of days that have enhanced freedom in the United States, and obviously that's not going to fly here. We can't have the Supreme Court guaranteeing constitutional freedoms. I love this CNN headline. The Supreme Court just handed Joe Biden a series of setbacks. It may also have given Democrats new motivation to reelect him. This week's monumental rulings, striking down affirmative action, unraveling Biden's student debt relief plan. Uh, the student debt relief plan was never constitutional. Even Nancy Pelosi said that the administration didn't have the power to do that. Wait, so you're saying, hang on. You can't just like go visit a school full of children and tell them you're going to pay for their college. And then a <laughs> and give them laptop batteries? period of time later, you give them... Hey, Mr. Biden, what you going to do? What you going to do? Make your dream come true. So the correlation of President Biden to Michael Gary Scott. Cool. <clears throat> After a 10-minute statement on the Supreme Court's affirmative action ruling last week, a CNN reporter, intrepid, voice of the people, CNN. The only reason CNN even has ratings is because it's on in airports. A CNN reporter called out, is this a rogue court? president stopped in his tracks oh pausing to think a moment <laughs> he was thinking <laughs> really i'm thinking really? had to turn up his hearing aid he looked over his shoulder and said this is not a normal court see that's the problem what just, does that just, mean what is that exactly what does that mean the court we analyze these decisions in uh in 303 creative versus elenis they said that a business owner has the right to in using their expression, not express beliefs they do not believe, meaning that the government, that being Colorado at that time, due to the Colorado Anti-Discrimination Act, could not force upon a business owner to make an expression that goes against their deeply held religious and moral belief. Which, again, help me out, First Amendment gives me the right to freedom of speech and the freedom of religion. Yes. How is that rogue? They're, they're following the Constitution. They say well, you can't just pay off debt of student loans. It's not in the executive branch's power to do so, according to the Constitution. How is that rogue? Well, I mean, it's, it's not a normal court because courts of the past would not have held 
the Constitution in such high esteem. That's correct. And again, thank you to President number 45, because all Donald Trump has to do for the next eight months is walk up to the podium, grab a paper, and just say these words, six, uh, seven of them. Neil Gorsuch, Brett Kavanaugh, Amy Coney Barrett, and walk off the daggum stage. Yeah. Because this court, in the last year and a half, has won, has done more for conservative principle and constitutionalist principle than maybe any court ever. Life, freedom of speech, freedom of religion, Second Amendment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Done and, more, uh, seriously. And multiple freedom of speech cases. Multiple. I, and I, multiple freedom of religion cases. I go back to cases. Kennedy. I go back to, you know... Um, Goodness, the one we just saw with 303. Yeah. Um, you had yeah. Uh, DeGroff. Yeah. Or DeGroff, DeGroff. versus DeJoy. It, you, you had plenty. And, and, and so naturally, because a court is wanting to make sure that we hold to constitutional principle, we have this. Demand justice. Now, I will not play you the clip from AOC because we do not have time. Sandy from the Bronx... Benny and the Jets. Believes that we need to have a check on the Supreme Court. The Supreme Court right now is unchecked. I'm sorry, have you read the Constitution? Because here's here's how here's how government works in the United States of America. Uh, although you would like for it, AOC, to be like Venezuela or China, or you don't want to admit it, and deep in the recesses of your mind, you won't say this as you lay on your uh, satin silk pillow at night. Is it a you my wouldn't, pillow? You wouldn't, no, it's definitely not. <laughs> you wouldn't mind if we ran like Russia, as long as you're well, the one in power. As long as you're the one in power, yep. and you don't care. That's where I would argue that, that, that there is a push for a fourth branch of government in the autocracy. And that's, that's deeply concerning. There so, needs to be a check on the court. What would it be? It would be the autocracy who will determine, or even the deep state, perhaps, in the bureaucracy, which will determine whether or not the Supreme Court's actions and constitutionality is effective. So based in our, on our government, here's how things work. We have three branches of government. We have an executive branch, a legislative branch, and a judicial branch. Now, here are how the checks and balances work. The legislative branch has a House of Representatives and a Senate. Both are elected by the people. They go to Congress, and they enact law and policy that they believe their constituents want them to enact. The president then signs or vetoes... So, so the, pre- the the executive branch offers a check mm-hmm. in that he can either sign or he or she can sign into law mm-hmm. that bill, or he can veto it or yep. she can veto it. That if he ve- if it's vetoed, it goes back to the Congress with a two thirds majority. Congress can override the veto mm-hmm. and it will become law without the president's signature. If it is believed a law is unconstitutional, then the judicial branch offers a check on both the executive and the legislative branches by making a ruling based on not the politics of the day, not their personal beliefs, not their political beliefs, but on the Constitution. A living, breathing document? Mm. Mm. Then, then, AOC, her eminence, would have you believe that there is no check on the Supreme Court. But if the Supreme Court's only basis for rulings are the, are the Constitution of the United States and prior precedent, there is one thing you can do. You can 
amend the Constitution. Now, there is no overwhelming support right now to amend the Constitution when it comes to freedom of speech, freedom of religion, the freedom to bear and keep arms, the freedom to hire people solely based on their race or sex, or admit them into college based on their race or sex, or allow even more power to be vested in the executive branch of our government. None of those are viable options for a constitutional amendment right now because there is no overwhelming support for them. But, but, you can add more justices to the court. Pack it, they say. Pack it. There's just no, 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 no. We're not packing it. We are making the court more representative of the nation. How about 50 justices? How about 100? How about 200? Because what AOC is saying is that if we aren't careful, we will have an autocratic Supreme Court. Mm. How about this? How about you do things based on the Constitution to begin with? How about you stay out of my business all the time? (laughs) Just stay out of my business. How about that? Get off my lawn. Get out my business. Uh, DemandJustice.org, which AOC ascribes to, of course, they have four steps to reforming the court. Restore balance. By adding four seats to the Supreme Court. See, here's the problem. You whine and complain and pitch a fit when you don't get your way. Leftists are just like a three-year-old when you take away their toy. They throw themselves on the floor. They flail their arms and their legs. And they cry. And ten minutes later, when you give them something else, they're content. But because we didn't get what we want, we have to expand the court. Depoliticize the Supreme Court by creating term limits for justices. No longer a lifetime appointment. Term limits. We can't even get term limits on Congress. Create a binding code of ethics for Supreme Court justices. And number four, improve access to justice and diversity. What does that mean? Improve access to to diversity and justice by adding judges to the lower court. So not only are we going to expand the Supreme Court, we're going to expand the lower court. By the way, we've had a lot of conversation about this in the state of South Carolina with the recent appointment of Justice Gary Hill to the Supreme Court here in South Carolina. Our Supreme Court has five justices. All five of them have a Y chromosome. Now, have you ever heard the adage, too many chefs in the kitchen? Yes. Okay. Yes, too many chiefs, not enough Indians. Mm-hmm. Heard that one. Yeah. Someone's got to wear the headdress. Not everyone can wear the headdress. Yeah. So. I'd also argue if you can't stand the heat. Get out of the kitchen. <clears throat> Here's the thing. Just pass laws that are that are good and constitutional and can be upheld and stop whining and complaining when you don't Speaking get your way. Speaking of whining and complaining, I, you know what it's time for, Justin? Ooh, what's it time for? A crazy concept from California. But soon you were gone and already done. Don't wait, California. Uh, it's been a while. It's been a while since we've had one of these. I, I think I've avoided it like the bubonic plague. I, I think we need to thank our friends in California, Jonathan Keller and team at the uh, California Family Institute, uh, California California Family Council. Easy yes. for you to say. Yes. Thanks, Jonathan, for uh, giving us a heads up on this clip. <laughs> Um, Justin, introduce the class. So, uh, they're, they're debating ACA 5. Yes, get it ready. Um, so there's a, there's a senator, there's a state senator in California named Caroline Minjavar. Caroline Minjavar, Senator Caroline Minjavar, Senator from the 20th District in California. She represents Burbank and the San Fernando Valley. Hollywood. Uh, she's a Marine. 
I don't know what MSW means. What does MSW mean? I'm not sure. Um, doesn't give me anything. Um, I should have looked this up before. Uh, master of social work. She's okay. got a master of okay. social work. Good for her. Um, she's got three flags in her bio. She's a state senator in the state of California in the free country of the United States of America. What flag is first? American flag, right? Wrong. Pride flag. Oh. Uh, but not even the new one, the the antiquated one. She is a supporter of Israel, though. Well, is she, that not the Israeli flag? Is no, that not no, the... No, that's not Israeli flag. No. The Israeli flag doesn't have... No. That's not the what flag, flag is that? I'll find out. Anyway, Senator Caroline Menjivar, they're they're debating changing the state constitution of California to say that marriage is not solely limited to being between a man and a woman. Here, here. now this is going to give you the full thing. This is going to give you the full thing. This is this is Caroline Menjivar discussing marriage and exegeting scripture for us. Assembly member, thank you so much for um, working on this important legislation. Proud co-author of this. You know, I think the LGBTQ caucus has done amazing work this year, um, even in the face of so much hate that's going on in the nation. Um, and, you know, to the opposition, I would ask, you know, where in red in the Bible did we get a quote from God or Jesus, Jesus, um, that he said, marriage is between a man and a woman. Um, first of all, first of all, I just really quick, really quick. That's all the part where that's all we're going to play because I have a low threshold for heresy really quick. When you, when you try to invoke scripture and you are waving banners at an LGBTQIA plus minus ampersand division sign parade, don't, don't number one. Number two, when you say, do, is there anything written in the Bible, uh, anything said by God or Jesus? Immediately, you have a very low understanding of, of the Trinity and the t- basic tenets of Christianity. But, Mitch, you, know, you are the recovering Baptist <laughs> pastor in the room. Answer Senator Minjavar's question. Is there anywhere in Red, Mitch, where Jesus said anything about marriage being between just a man and just a woman? You know, I've heard um, senators say things like, I didn't think this through all the way. Um, apparently, Miss Minjavar did not think this through. Matthew chapter 19, verse 3, and the Pharisees came up to him and tested him, speaking of Jesus, by asking, is it lawful to divorce one's wife for any cause? He answered them. I love the the maybe snark in Jesus' voice. He says, have you not read that he who created them from the beginning, Genesis chapter 3, made them male and female? And he said, therefore, a man shall, uh, notice the verbiage here, the words, because nouns and pronouns matter. Therefore, a man shall leave his father and his mother, implying that generations before were also male and female, and hold fast to his wife, man and wife, and the two shall become one flesh, so they are no longer two, but one flesh. What therefore God has joined together, let no man separate. They come back and say, why then did Moses command one to give a certificate of a divorce to send her away? And he said to them, because the hardness of your heart, Moses allowed you to divorce your wives. Speaking to men, he says, your wives. But from the beginning, it was not so. And I say to you, Whoever divorces his wife except for sexual immorality and marries another commits adultery. If we were then to go, and I could keep reading verses 10 you could. through 
12, but I would take you to Mark chapter 10, where Jesus also answers the question. It is because of the hardness of your hearts. You, uh, is because of the hardness or is because of your hearts where, um, were hard. Uh, words are hard today, apparently. Um, verse five of, uh, Mark chapter 10, uh, that Moses wrote this in the law, Jesus replied. But at the beginning of creation, God made them again, male and female. For this reason, a man will leave his father and his mother and be united with his wife, and the two shall become one flesh. Uh, and you, I read that. I'll skip down to verse 10. When they heard they were in the house again, the disciples asked this. He answered, anyone who divorces his wife and marries another woman commits adultery against her. And if he had if she divorces her husband, marries another man, she commits adultery. Now, of course, this is Jesus speaking on uh, divorce, marriage, and adultery, but notice that there's nowhere in here where he says, and he, when he marries his husband, or she, when she marries her wife, it's always he, when he marries his wife, she, when she marries her husband or man. And there are two distinct, let me say that again very clearly, two distinct genders or sexes here, male and female. And Jesus has the audacity to bring up the Old Testament and his father when he created them, male and female. Mic drop from Jesus. Or God. Uh, I'm, or God. Or, or Jesus. I mean, and believe it or not, nearly 90% of the words that I just read, Justin, are, in fact, red letters. Here's here's another thing. It doesn't have to be in red. Ooh. Ooh careful. The Bible. Ooh, careful. Careful. Because the entire Bible is the Word of God. The entire Bible is an errant scripture. And if you don't hold to the authority vested in Genesis 1, there's no reason why you should hold to the authority vested in Matthew 19. Hmm. Because all scripture is God-breathed and Holy Spirit-inspired. God weaving the story of redemption throughout mankind and throughout history through ordinary and flawed men. Now... If you want to, and this is why it's so important that we cultivate our faith and that we read the scriptures and we become more in line with our creator and and more in line with who he is and who he wants us to be. And that is why we are expanding the Palmetto Family Matters Network. That's right. We've had the Palmetto Family Matters show for quite some time, and we want to thank you for making us the fastest-growing and strongest conservative talk show in the state of South Carolina. What we do here is we take current events and uh, political topics, and we discuss them, and we we shape them in a biblical worldview. Here's how Christians really should be thinking about Mm -hmm. these things. That's good, and that's great, and we appreciate you continuing to make us that fastest and strongest growing. However, we're expanding now. We're going to be adding a second show later this summer, and we're really excited about this. We have some great guests that are going to be coming on. It's the flag of El Salvador. We ha- <laughs> See, why? We're, we're just, why? She is El Salvadorian. Oh, great. Wonderful. Um, it, it's still third fiddle to the pride flag. Um, but we have, we're deciding to expand to a new show. We're going to have some great special guests on. We can't wait to share those with you. This will not be a weekly show. This will probably be a twice-monthly program. Uh, We are going to start a new show. We're expanding it. It is now the Palmetto Family Matters Network. And in the Palmetto Family Matters Network, we will have the Palmetto Family Matters Show, which is current event topic-based 
talking about the issues. And we will also have a new show called Beyond the Walls, activating people of faith to move beyond the walls of the church. This show will not be about political topics. This show will be us talking with pastors, both locally, and I'm going to let you in a little secret, nationally known pastors and teachers, looking forward to sharing our first guest with you, about how we can cultivate the faith of Christians. How do we grow deeper in our faith? How do we, how do we disciple one another? How do we get discipled? How do we, how do we become better? How do we become better Christians, as Chip Ingram might say? Mm-hmm. Christians becoming better Christians. And then how do we take that and go beyond the walls of the church and spread the gospel and disciple everyone? Because ultimately, if that's the last words that Jesus said before he ascends to heaven, I believe it just might be important. Yeah. And so I'm really excited for this show. I'm excited that we're expanding the network, first yeah. of all. I think I think it's great, and I think it's good. We need more good content. And we're doing that with this show, Beyond the Wall. So be on the lookout for that. That's coming uh, later on this summer and into the fall. We're excited to be released under the same RSS feed. It won't be any different. Um, it will be released under the same feed. You'll, you'll get a different uh, icon or logo for yeah. the show. Yeah, you'll get a different logo. Um, That's how you'll differentiate. And, it'll, and, and the title of the show will be Beyond the Walls with whomever we're talking yeah. with. Um, so be on the lookout for that. It's great. I'm excited about it. Yeah. I know you are as well. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, it's it's going to be great. great. It, it gives us a different dimension, and I'm really excited about and it. And we're looking to expand the network into other shows as well. Right. Um, so be on the lookout for shows in the coming months and, and years ahead as we continually look for new methods and means to communicate with you clearly, uh, not just what those issues are, um, what you can do about them, um, because of what the Bible says uh, on those issues and shaping everything from a biblical worldview. Now, in order to continue to expand the network, we need your involvement yeah. and we need your partnership. So if you would like to partner with us at Palmetto Family and you want to invest in the work that we're doing, I would encourage you to do so. Visit palmettofamily.org and click on that Invest tab and invest in the work we're doing. We can only do what we do if you invest in the work that we do. And we appreciate your investment in doing that. If you want to learn more about Palmetto Family, you can go to Palmetto Family Matters or PalmettoFamily.org and you can sign up for our email newsletter. We'll be sending we send those out at least once a week, usually mm-hmm. more than that, to keep you updated on everything that we're doing here at Palmetto Family and everything going on both in our state and in our country and across the world. And finally, we are the fastest growing and strongest conservative talk show, and we're about to become the fastest growing and strongest conservative network in the state of South Carolina. And we only do that because of your continued support of it. So if you could, please, give us a five-star rating and review if you're listening to this on podcast version. If you're watching this on Facebook or on YouTube, share this link with your friends and family. Subscribe uh, to our YouTube channel. That way you can get alerted every time we have a new episode come up. If you're on Facebook, share this with your friends and family constantly. Inundate them. Make them not want to be around you because you share it so much with them. We would encourage you to do that. And once they watch it, they'll realize, no, this person's really looking out for me. And they're a great friend or family member. So continue to do that. So if you're the frog in the pot or the cocaine for that matter, um, get out. Get out and um, don't let them boil you alive. Be like like the cocaine in the White House. Just hang around. That's all the time we have today on the Friday edition of the Palmetto Family Matters show. For Mitch Prosser, I'm Justin Hall. Our entire staff at Palmetto Family wishes you a happy and safe weekend, and we will see you next week right here.